0: Welcome to the weekend edition of the Fast Five by Fear and Greed. I'm Michael Thompson and hello Sean Aylmer. Hello Michael. Sean on weekdays it's all about the Fast Five, the top five business stories in five minutes. On the weekend we still keep it to five minutes obviously but we are going to pick out the biggest story of the week, the sleeper story which is one that's kind of flying under the radar a little bit, the most remarkable story and our favourite story. So let's jump into it with the biggest story of the week. What was it for
1: you? Look, it's a local share market. It hit its highest level since April last year. It's only 2.5% off its peak, and that's despite fears of a recession in the US. The resource companies are doing really well. The tech companies are doing really well, but it's the gold stocks that are best of all. Market-leading Newcrest Mining is up more than 40% since its bottom last September. Now, that's because gold companies are considered safe investments and investors have been worried about these tough times. A couple of things, though, have happened more recently which has helped the market. One, there are signs globally that inflation pressures are dissipating. Very good news. And China's ended its zero COVID policy. Australia, a resource-based economy, should benefit from that. There's always a but in economics, Michael, and this time the but is that the US economy could go into recession and so could the Australian economy, but probably not. Overall, big week for the markets. Yeah, sure was. The biggest story for me this week was
0: all about what's happening in China at the moment. The Chinese economy recorded growth of just 3% for 2022. Now, that, that sounds okay, but considering it's normally around 7 to 8%, this is its second worst performance in 50 years. The December quarter was half the level of the September quarter, showing just how much those harsh COVID lockdowns have hit the country. Obviously, it matters to us because our economy is so closely linked through things like iron ore and coal and tourism and education. But the end of the COVID zero policy, Sean, as you say, should see things picking up. On a human side, though, and especially with the the lunar New Year travel this weekend, deaths are forecast potentially to reach as high as 36,000 a day, which is horrific. The other big thing with China this week was at the Davos talkfest in Switzerland, Chinese Vice Premier declaring that the country wanted back in the tent, basically kind of pivoting back towards international harmony. Very good news. And, of course, the economic relationship with Australia seems to be improving with Chinese diplomats visiting a WA lobster exporter. That seems to be a pretty good sign. Yep, sure does. All right, most remarkable story. Can I nominate for me uh, the shock, very sudden resignation of New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern and in an election year, no less. She says that she doesn't have what it takes to keep going in the top job. She's been doing it for five and a half years and it's been a pretty tough five and a half years. She's uh, led the country through the response to the Christchurch mosque massacre, uh, the White Island volcano disaster and then covid as well. During that time as well, she's also had a baby while in office. I don't think anybody can really blame her for saying, you know what, I've had enough. The timing ahead of the October election makes it a little bit challenging for the Labor Party in New Zealand, but Ms Ardern was not so popular anymore at home. Internationally very popular, seen as an inspiration really to a lot of people around the world being elected so young, taking maternity
1: leave, winning re-election and leading with that mantra of be strong, be kind. Yes, remarkable that she stepped down. No one was expecting that one. Look, my one of the most remarkable stories: how quickly the fortunes of the tech companies have turned. Microsoft this week became the latest large tech company to reverse the pandemic-era recruitment spree, saying it's going to shed 10,000 workers, or about five percent of its workforce. Now, early this month, Amazon announced plans to cut 18,000 jobs. Salesforce. It said it would cut 8,000 jobs recently and Facebook and WhatsApp parent Meta late last year said it would cut about 13% of its workforce. The tech companies are really struggling at the moment. According to Bloomberg, five of the really big companies, Apple, Amazon, Tesla, Microsoft and Meta are responsible for nearly half the S&P 500's losses over the past few months pretty remarkable.
0: Yeah, sure is. All right, sleeper story. So, one that's maybe not getting the attention that it deserves. What was it for you this
1: week? Look, it was about investing in corporate bonds. It could become a reality for many retail investors. Certainly, Telstra and Westfarmers want to sell bonds direct to mums and dads. Bond is just an IOU. It's just a loan. An investor lends a company money. That company pays it back in installments plus interest over a set period. At the moment, those amounts are huge. Retail investors can't afford them, also, lots of complexity in them. But an inquiry late last year made some recommendations to help peel the onion, so to speak, and make it easier for retail investors to buy direct. West Farmers and Telstra are interested. Yields on corporate bonds are about 5%, making them very attractive to investors. Also, helps investors diversify their portfolios. Watch this space in 2023. Corporate bonds could be more accessible to retail investors.
0: Yeah, that is definitely the sleeper story of the week. Can I give you my favourite story? Sure. So it's a little bit of an old one. It's from the the Washington Post and it's about a a looming crisis, I suppose. Uh, I use that in the, the loosest possible sense of the term, in the US State Department. Nothing to do with international diplomacy or anything like that. It's all about a change in font, would you believe. The US Secretary of State sent a cable to his department, giving all domestic and overseas offices until February 6th, to change from Times New Roman to Calibri as the standard font for all papers. Apparently, it's an easier font for people who use assistive technologies, things like screen readers, so there's a good reason behind it. But can you imagine the internal reaction to this kind of change. The Post uh, quoted one insider as saying, I'm anticipating an internal revolt. Another said that internal discussion and gossip about the change took up half the day. So productivity in the department really kind of ground to a halt. The best part about it, though, is the subject line on the cable from Antony Blinken to the US embassies around the world. He said, the times near Roman are a changing. How good is that? (laughs) Oh, I can't beat that. That's a great story. It is a ripper. All right, there we go. Five minutes and pretty much everything you need to know in the world of business. Thank you very much, Sean. Thank you, Michael. We'll be back on Monday morning with the top five business stories in five minutes. And don't forget to check out our new podcast, How Do They Afford That? featuring Canna Campbell, the founder of Sugar Mama TV, all about making your money work a little bit harder for you. I'm Michael Thompson, and this is
1: The Fast Five by Fear and Greed.